This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is... You in? You Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, long. Hello and welcome to the Reds Report. This is Barnsley's longest running podcast and we are proud to be part of the TalkSport Fans Network. Uh, cup, cup competitions are always nice. Um, we bowed out of the FA Cup because of fielding an ineligible player and we uh, progressed in the Bristol Street Motors Cup by losing 5-1 to Bradford. So the Result. least we say about it. Fantastic. <laughs> um, Last week, we sort of trialled having some talking pieces. And then uh, I was made aware by Ian today on Twitter, um, the Daily Tyke has posted an article with with nine sort of questions to the board. So um, I have messaged him to say that basically we're using his content to fill today's show, but they are really good. So um, Steve at the Gorbatap, Steve, are you ready to answer some of these questions? But you have to be completely open and honest this week, right? Don't oh, hold don't- back. Well, I don't, no know if I, can be com- no I don't know if I can be completely open and honest. Right. I might get arrested. I don't know if you're a knock on window, Mick Copper's coming because I've called somebody <laughs> something that I shouldn't have done. <laughs> and obviously also with us, as always, is Reds Report Ian. Ian, are you ready for these talking points? Because it might be a longer episode than normal. Normal. <laughs> Bring it on. Come on. <laughs> Uh, right, can I just say that I've not, I've not, I've not seen these yet. I've not seen. Oh, them. that's okay. That's okay. And um, you'll oh, be aware of most of them. Well, <laughs> oh. why are you showing me pictures of your lass? Oh, wrong one. Wrong folder. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, right. So the the first one, um, like I said, well, I go through all. The first one is this: a statement from the board in the summer claimed the following: every penny that comes in from transfers will go go towards buying new players giving existing players better contracts and paying the wages of our dedicated staff who run the club. In the summer, estimated transfer incomings were 9 million. Estimated spend below 500,000. When will the fans see money reinvested into new players or new contracts? Now, we know that contracts are not always easy because there's a lot of stuff outside of the team and those 11 or those 18. But, um, um, Ian, for you... Fair point, isn't it? It was probably a record summer for sales and money yeah. coming in and actually brought in 
<clears throat> I'm not saying very little, but a lot of, again, free agents and everything else. Um, is, is, is that statement coming back to bite him a little bit, do you think? Uh, massively on the arse, I would suggest. Um, <laughs> oh, we're off. <laughs> um, yeah. We know that previous transfer windows, um, money's gone on this black hole of COVID relegation and whatnot. Um, but their very their very own words, the board's very own words, that it will be reinvested back in towards the playing side. However, we know, yes, we, it is estimated is nine million been brought in, but um I think we know kitchen was about four and a half. That was quite good sources up in Coventry. Um but we know that the recruitment has come uh, either the National League, League Two style again, and um, it just doesn't add up. The figures don't add up. Um, nobody expects us to go out and spend five million on a player. We've said that on previous podcasts. However, here we are with, and we've mentioned it before, the three best centre-halves have gone, OK, one was on loan, but we've got money for the other two, good money for the other two. We strung Luton out for a bit more for Anderson as well. And... No disrespect to the lads who've come in. We're not having a go at them. But we haven't gone out and bought a million pound, three quarter million pound player, have we? Um, so it just it just doesn't add up. And what we want at the Next Fans Forum is not about tea and coffee. We need to know answers about this and some proper facts. Yeah. And, and in fairness, I think Julian Key has acknowledged these questions and said anybody that cannot attend, you can send questions in. And and they will be read out, and the answer will be given as well. Interesting, I believe that Khaled is not there that evening, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. <laughs> Steve, Khaled's you're in talking. Is in America, isn't he? Khaled, aren't he already gone? No, 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 no. End of season. But this is one for you, Steve, because you'll like this one. <laughs> in May, Barnsley FC agreed a, de- agreed a deal with Fanatics. One quick look at their Trust Pilot page would show this wasn't going to be good for the fans. With eighty three percent of the 5,262 reviews being the lowest possible rating. Did the club look at this before signing the agreement, or is it yet another example of BFC for failing to do their due diligence? The decision has led to fans spending their hard-earned money on overpriced goods, only to give them three months late, or even later in some circumstances. Some fans got sent shirts from different teams, and the club has yet to officially, uh, officially acknowledge this issue. You bought a shirt, didn't you, Steve? I did buy a shirt. I bought the home shirt. I was one of the five people that bought home shirts because we are only ones that like them. Um, <laughs> we've banged on about this from from May last year when we saw when we saw mm-hmm. new shirts coming out. Um, a lot of people didn't like home shirt. A lot of people did. Uh, away shirt in white. Bit of a much of a muchness can't say imp- imp- impresses me at all, but I think everybody really, really liked the black and gold. It looks, it does look somewhat special. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, <clears throat> when you would expect people to be buying shirts that start at new season or even for open day, I can remember when we used to have unveiling at, thir- at, at, at third shirt or away shirt on open day and they were in store. And people were spending hand over fist to get new shirt. It's just a farce, absolute farce. You've got somebody who's supposed to know marketing in Julianne Key. She's supposed to know all about 
selling and all this sort of thing. She won't get very far on Dragon's Den, would she? Let's be honest. Um, people were going down to shop and, you know, we spent money on shop getting it refurbed. And there's fuck all in it. Excuse my French. You know, it's an absolute joke. It's November. It's Christmas in three weeks. I'd love it. I'd love a wear shirt. I'd love an away shirt for Christmas. Just, tell her, just see whether my lads are hearing me. But chances of me getting one is that you know it's next to next to zero. I'm better off getting a, I can get a Green Bay Packers shirt. Fantastic if you fancy alt like that. But to get my own club in South Yorkshire, <clears throat> their team shirt, I can't get one. And it's nearly December. We should be making money and of a fist now on on selling shirts, yeah. and we're not. So I'm not saying we've we've missed a trick. We've missed a bloody boatload of tricks. And blame has got to fall at board and at your and at your marketing specialist, which is yeah. Julianne Key. So you explained to me white shirts weren't ready because they said shirts weren't ready. Every other club in country has got a shirt. Theirs were ready for starting new season. And let's face it, it's not as though we're using some Korean bloody backstreet tailor because we're not when you're paying 50 odd quid a shirt you know you know you're getting nike adidas whatever yeah but i don't see any other club i don't see any second division clubs saying oh i can't get older a shirt don't know don't know about Orsham. Orsham's got a nice shirt i bet they all got theirs at start of season so why didn't we get ours and whose yep. idea was it that Fanatics was a good way to go when, let's face it, to get a Barnsley shirt previously, you went to shop. You didn't go anywhere else because they didn't let them go anywhere else. And for me, that's how it should be, and it should just go back to club, get rid of this internet shite because it, it is, it's just an absolute joke, absolute joke. It, it's the due, dil due diligence again, isn't it? Because we only have to mention Hex. You know, nobody did the due diligence there. And the no, because they just saw they saw pound notes in their eyes and they thought, oh, look at this. Well, somebody's yeah. going to put some money in here. Let's yeah. get them in. But like you say, Steve, no other football club had any um, delivery issues with their football kits. It wasn't like there was a, a, a national or international, um, you know, a struggle strike. to get... Yeah, there was no, no there was no issues with no. shipping. There was no issues no. with like um, materials. Everybody, and like you say, it's a tradition that, especially even before the first game of the season, first game of the season, usually in the sunshine, everyone's wearing the new kit or kits. Correct. Correct. And we miss the boat, and, that, and like I say, if you order one now for Christmas, you'll get it next Christmas. Yeah, but the thing yeah. is, as well, they said when people were signing up for them, met at work signed up for one. They told them, yeah, first game is on, I can't remember what date, we're in August, but they'll be here for that first date. Mm. And they were still waiting for shirts a month after we'd kick your lad. How long were your lad waiting for a shirt? Yeah. I know. And when he politely complained to fanatics, they blocked him. And he yeah. didn't, I've seen what he's wrote, he hadn't, he hadn't been abusive, and they blocked him. I mean, he got it eventually, but it was well into September, well into September when he got it. No, we talk about what's happening on field. We talk about, I'm sure we're going to talk about FA Cup and all this sort of thing. But these are, to me, it's simple. It's a simple money-making exercise. 
you order your shirt. You can't tell me that we don't already know what we're having next season, because I bet we do. You order your shirt. You want it for this date. If that supplier doesn't supply by that date, that's a breach of contract. So, yeah. you know, courts then are involved, etc., etc. I've not heard anything like that. I've not heard any breaches of contract or all like that. All I, I've I, heard I, is shirts aren't ready. Well, why aren't I, shirts ready? I found it really strange when they announced the partnership with Fanatics. I understand if you're a Chelsea and Man United with fans all over the globe. Ansley. And I'm not saying, we, you know, we might have, but I just felt that will that account to Fanatics mean the same as the Chelsea or will we always be? And it just feels like if there was a problem or there was a demand on another shirt, oh, the the, the Barnsley shirts will just have to wait. It's, it's again... It's a huge own goal, but it's one that hurts them, isn't it? Because how many people, never... if we stay with Fanatics, are going to say next season, oh, I'm not getting one? Well, you're never going to get any passing trade, are you? No. Nobody's going on Fanatics spreadsheet uh, website, website thinking, yeah. oh, a Chelsea shirt, or I'll get a Formula One shirt, or I'll get an IndyCar shirt, or basketball, or whatever. And then while they're looking, they're going to go, oh, that Barnsley shirt looks nice. I think I'll buy that. They're going to go, Barnsley, what the... Is that and move on? So and yeah, says, I totally don't but, understand it. And then you pay you fifty quid. It says delivery time. I don't know, three to four months or whatever it is, isn't it, or what it was? So right, uh, I might as well keep going because we're on a roll now. Um, Ian, for you, in August, James Norwood left the club. He was a very popular <laughs> character around the club amongst players and fans. After leaving, he put on social media that he was gutted to be leaving. It's a shame I can't see you boys grow for a couple more years. The bizarre move saw one of our best players move to a club two divisions below. What was the reason behind the move on our side? That's obviously the question to the board. But it's again an indication, isn't it, of somebody that we were, at the moment, I think we still cry out for. Somebody that could come in and, you know, we talked about his Masters of the Dark Arts pedigree. He fitted that team brilliantly. Leadership, everything. I don't even want to know how he's doing at Oldham. But it's well, I'll tell you, I know exactly what I was doing because I've got some really good mates who are season ticket holders and they love him. They absolutely got two last night. Um, they said, he's a, he, I said to him, you're preaching to the converted. They're like, he's a proper centre forward. And I know he's a couple of leagues down, but they said, like, as a footballer, you know, they get it and he'd have, he'd have done it as a job this season. Anyway, moving on from that bit. Um, the Nirav said, didn't he, at the fan forum, that basically Oldham blew everybody out of the water for he had he had offers from League One's League Two and, and Oldham beat them all. But no one himself said he was gutted to be leaving. He's not gone for the money. Yeah, he's been forced out and he's gone to what suits him, which is fair play. He's looked after himself. It's his probably the last yep. big contract of his career, right? But it, it the timing after he came out with them quotes about not being happy with the um, recruitment for the season, and then one will be tired within a fortnight. He's out of the club, mm. and you're not telling me it was purely because he wanted to go. Because he, his words are, he was gutted to believe in, and you could tell he enjoyed it here. Um, that stinks of he's put some people's nose out of joint higher up with his uh, comments that are bang on, and uh, whether it is Khalid or somebody's moved him on, that's what they've done. They've moved him on. Seen a bit of a quick book to try and get some money because obviously he's got 12 months left on his contract. But he's come out 
and been honest. And he's not, let's face it, that, that interview wasn't exactly damning. You know, it was, he didn't come out and absolutely slate the club, but he'd come out no. and talk from truths, and he was gone 10 days later. True. Says, true. says a lot, doesn't it? Says a lot. Yeah. Steve, your next one. <laughs> in May, Kellard promised some big and exciting news. That's later in what year, mate? <laughs> Never mentioned a year, did it? Later, in a statement in July, the board claimed we were hopeful of concluding things before July and sharing the news with you. We do expect to be able to announce in the coming weeks. It's now late November, and we've still not heard anything. And um, do you think fans are entitled to know what this big news is? And again, is this? An unfortunate comment made too early by somebody in in one of the highest roles within the club. Are we worrying over nothing? But it's it's when you add everything up: the fanatics, the transfers, no, everything else. We're going to talk about it a bit, which is the cups. It's again, isn't it? They're not doing themselves any favors at all, are they, Steve? It's it's one of them things. I think he opened his mouth and his brain weren't in gear, or he thought that whatever it was was obviously very, very much closer than than it actually is. And, I mean, now it's, what, slightly medium news, isn't it? Let's be honest. Yeah, um, speculation has gone on for months about what it could possibly be. Well, we all have an idea, uh, don't we? We it. all have a rough idea. It's something to do with ground. Personally, now, I couldn't give a monkey's chuff because it's gone on that long. I've lost, I've lost, I've lost all interest in that particular part about it. I'd be I'd be happier if if it was opening at Bridge in December. That, if that were big news, you know, I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I'm looking forward to to walking across myself. But you know, as the chief exec of any any club, any actually any any business, you don't say anything about anything until they've signed on dotted line. And for me, he's opened his mouth about something that he should not have opened his mouth about. And that, in a way, sums up his tenure as Chief Exec of Barnsley, to be honest. All hot air and no substance to it. Yeah. Is, is it fair to say that the timing for that in May fell nicely after what happened at Wembley with the run-up for the early birds and everything else? Was it used as a ploy for people to buy into Barnsley? Of course it was. We were promised bloody earth again, weren't we? We signings and money's going to be turned back in. We knew Anderson were going, so we can't cry about that. And best wishes to lad, and, and, and he's doing really well. Fantastic. We knew that. We knew money were coming in, and we were promised pot of gold at end, of, at end at Rainbow. And what have we ended up with? A pot of shite's what we've ended up with. No money put, put back into the club. You're right, with free transfers. Now we know why there were free transfers. Let's be honest. Yeah. And he's just he's, he's come out and said a load of stuff. They all have. Julian Key's exactly the same. They've come out and said a load of stuff, but there's no substance behind it. And we're here, end of November. All right, we're sixth in league. Amazing. How are we sixth in league with everything that's going on behind scenes? So you can't complain about your league position because we're actually in a really good position. But it's the fact how we've got here and what is now going to happen going forward, because I can't see us getting any higher at minute. All I can yeah. see is a, is a, just a, a rapid decline. Mm. i tell you what, they, they claim, obviously, they put some of their own, or they found some money 
to put in over the last 18 months extra bit of money to the club. They were keen to say that. And let's face it, let's call it what it is. They've, they've, they've made some good money on some of these players and they'll have took their cut back. And it's oh, not going back in the squad. They've oh, took God, the money yeah. back and, and some because they're businessmen and women and they want to make a book. That's, so that's the where bit. That money that's Nail exactly on Ed. Nail on Ed. We've said it all along. We said it last season. It's run by businessmen. It's not run by football people. It's run by businessmen. And they honestly have no interest in football club. Let's face it, how many football clubs do they own? And that should that should tell you something, yeah. that they own, what is it, three, four different clubs that they own as a, as a consortium? Nah. Right, continue then. Um, Ian, you're next, and then after that, you got one each. Um, Ian, in July, Barnsley were charged by the EFL. Um, nearly six six months on, uh, we still haven't heard anything. You think we're entitled to get an update? Because, you know, from the custodians of that club or ours, is that something you're hoping might just go away? Because a charge by the EFL, we've seen what's happened with Everton, Sheffield United, other clubs. It, it, when you're charged, is it... It's gone away. They forgot to tell us. Is the fax machine not working? Or, you know, have we... Have 10 we point said... deduction for 2028. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> but we'll have to August 2028, we'll have to... 10 points down, telling you. Which will be all right, because but... we'll be at National League by then. <laughs> but, but again, isn't it? To be charged by the EFL, you know, that's... That, we're not talking about the playing side. We will talk about the playing side in a bit. That's not that. that that's the people. That's the custodians who run the business side of the club. Mm -hmm. Obviously, <laughs> messing up. I mean, go on. I'll, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what you'll get at the next fan forum. It'll be something along the lines of: we're working in conjunction with the EFL. We are um, complying with their investigation. We can't say any more. But we'll be able to tell you shortly because obviously it's EFL business. And that's what they'll come out with. They'll come out with some tribe like that to back the question off, to hide behind the fact that we can't say anything because it's under investigation. Um, so we can't be seen you know, and we're fully complying. Um, but like I say, we're absolutely entitled to know what, what the ins and outs of it are. Because like I say, the custodians of the football club are making an absolute pig's ear uh, every turn at the minute, aren't they? Yeah. Every single turn. And um, we are being embarrassed at national level. Let's have it right. I know we'll yeah. move on to the thing about the FA Cup, but this is an embarrassment at the at the highest level on the front page of the BBC Sport website. Uh, you know, um, all the newspapers. This They are spectacularly cocking it up for all the footballing world to see. Yeah. yeah. Steve. We were there. At the last fans forum, the chairman stated Liam Kitchen would definitely be staying. As we all know, that statement wasn't true. Why should fans <laughs> why why should fans listen to your answers? This he is said that when he was like that. He's yeah, well, uh, yeah, well. <laughs> I mean, and it's true, isn't it? And I get I tell you what, if that question is answered, they'll probably come up with he came with his agent and refused to play, and we had to look at the situation and blah, blah, blah. But is it, again, an example of things a CEO should not be saying? Yeah. The word definitely in football is no. a non-existent word, I think, isn't it? I think it's, it, I, I'm going back to what I said a couple of minutes ago. He said things, and he said things all the way through. 
that have not been concrete that you can't say this is a definite and that's it. You can't use definite. Uh, I mean, as it turned out, we got some good money for Kitchen. And, you know, let's be honest, he weren't playing very well. It were obvious that he wanted to go. Um, so, I mean, I, I ain't being funny, but do you, do, you, do, you, do you slag Khaled off for that? Well, personally, no. I think he's done some good business getting shut of somebody who didn't want to play for us. I, yeah, but, I think the, the point is he, he told the little porky again, didn't he? Like, I know it's a play. Well, I think, but I think, did I'd he? Did he? At that time, at that time, did he think to himself, Liam Kitchen wants to stop? He's being very That was very naive then. If he That's thought. the thing. Because your back two is not a football person. Yeah. And I think this is, what it, this is what it boils down to. You've got somebody in charge who might be able to walk the walk, but he can't. He, he, he just opens his mouth without thinking, without any concrete substance behind it. We just mentioned it. And I think that's the point. When Dane was in charge, and I'm not saying Dane were very much better, but he came across as somebody who, you know, was candid in what he said, but actually knew what he was talking about. Khaled, to me, has never spoken as though he knows anything about League One football. But unfortunately, when you get these consortiums coming in, and let's face it, when they came in and bought us and they were going to, you know, put all this money in or, you know, they got all this money behind them, I'm sure everybody thought, well, at least we're on the up now. We, we're going we're gonna to get a bit of somewhere. But yet again, it's just proven that some people, just because they've got a lot of money, buy a football club for a toy. Because that's all it is. It's <clears> either a toy or it's just to try and make a little bit of money. And let's face it, if they're saying they've put a lot of money in, especially over COVID and what have you, yeah, they're going to take that transfer fee away. And I'm still sure that they'll be down. The books won't balance. They'll still be out and money. But what I don't understand is the only way to make any money out of a football club is to be successful. But it's a case you, you've got to speculate to accumulate. And if you don't put out in, all you're going to get out is what we get in at minute, which is a League One club struggling both on and off the field. That, fans, okay. are, fans are shouting and bawling. Everybody's up in arms. And like Ian says, it's a national national disgrace now. Christ, we don't even just get slagged off in South Yorkshire. We get slagged off. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? You reds? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants 18 plus 
Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Fallout country. <laughs> right, let's go for the proverbial shit sandwich, Dan. That was the first bit, which was very oh, negative. Positive news coming out of Oakwell. We are looking for a director of football, boys. Who are I, we heard, putting I heard you got job it, Carlo. I thought you got it. No, no, I had a good season on the FIFA 11, but I'm downhill since, mate. So, no. <laughs> um, a, a director of football. We've, we've, we've spoke about this before at times of a link between the, the board who are businessmen and might not know League One very well or English football. A manager... We've not talked about the manager or head coach. We'll do that next week. We need that middle person. We need that link to look at recruitment and everything else. In one word for both of you, positive or negative? Director of football for Barnsley. Positive. Long overdue, positive. Depends right. who it is. I'm sorry. Well, I'm yeah. saying that. Depends who it is. Depends who it is. Second it's oh, yeah. yeah. Second then. Uh, on social media, a couple of people putting names forward. Such as Mick McCarthy, locals, being in football, knows football. Warnock, again, local. Are they the sort of people you think the board will want? Or no. will it be no. somebody from the Scandinavian third division? Oh, yeah. Sorry, oh, dog's, dead. <laughs> dog's dead now. Anybody know the dog? Fair dog. Unbelievable. Oh, that's it now. Sorry, I just stood that one. It's only got three legs. That's no good, isn't it? I'll glue the other one back on. Three. <laughs> no, um, they don't, who, they'll want, who would be an ideal they candidate? Will, they'll want a yes. I'm guessing they'll want a yes man. Yeah. Now, the thing is, or a yes man you could put up with as long as he is a football person. It's got to mm. be somebody who knows English football, whether it's just League One or all the way through leagues, whatever. It's got to be a football person. So, yeah, like you said, Warnock, all, his name always comes up. Yeah, fair enough. He knows if what he do not know about football is not worth talking about. Somebody like Mick McCarthy. Them sort of people, to me, are proper proper football people. So that is who you want to be getting in to try and, and make that bridge. But you're not going to get Warnock or Mick McCarthy because they'll want to do it their way. And I don't think Board... I mean, let's face it, Board at minute is running running absolutely everything. Is, 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 is it not fair to say on the other side of that argument, uh, Ian, that actually that might really suit those two people because they've had football management at that, that age now where maybe they don't want to be on the training pitch and everything, but take a more, dare I say, corporate approach because it's more about strategy and long-term vision, isn't it? Yeah. Would it or is it then a battle between the perfect candidate, would be, and you put them in the pot, but actually the board are looking for, well, do they know who they're looking But you know what I mean? And, the eagles probably would clash, and therefore it it would be a no. Is there a, is there a candidate out there that you can think of that say that will be a good fit, or that person will be a good fit? Um, I just think they'll go for somebody that what knows the European market. I know they said obviously since Brexit we're not shopping in Europe as much now, but they'll want somebody who <clears throat> knows all the markets, not just somebody who knows the British market. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll get the person in that they want to be able to they'll be a little bit of a puppet because they're going to want to run it on a shoestring they're going to want to right this all bring some of the academy players through but they're going to want to buy cheap develop them and sell them on um, now whether your Warnocks of this world will want to work under that umbrella that, that remit I really don't know 
I think that's what it's going to come down to. So I wouldn't like to say that the managers they've recruited over time, they've pulled some names out that I've never heard of. So I, I really wouldn't like to say, but I think it, it's got the potential to work. Um, but there's just too many question marks, isn't there, over the board and... I just re- I really don't know. I think it's a positive that they've come out and said, right, that's what we want to do. But it's like anything, you've got to get the right appointment. But is, and- this, is it just a sticking plaster just to sort of keep fans on side? So, because obviously we're talking about it and, you know, a director of football, is that what we really need? Well, my is question it, I suppose, is it? Is it what we really need? Well, it's, it's, my, my question is, why now? Why now, why well, suddenly it- now do we need a director of football? Would a, would, a, would a director of football um, take the football inside away from the board? Because we know the board have got a bit of a checkered past at recruitment and what they and when they fiddled certainly um, over the last couple of years. So would it be that they can take a back step away from the playing side of things, um, and then they can concentrate on the business side? <laughs> Yeah, getting shit text, to um, you know, yeah. closing the West Stand, um, you know, big news, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> it's it's yeah. It, listen, we we don't know the answers. I suppose you have to be really honest and say you might not even know the answers after the fans forum because often mm. it's like we can't comment on this, we can't comment on that. But you know, I just thought fans forum this time we've learned from last one and. Yeah. People actually, that's a message to the fans, isn't it? If you're going to yeah, go, you, ask those questions. You've got to be asking pertinent questions and you've got to follow it through. What I would suggest is before Fans Forum, a couple of days before, get uh, News Night on something like that. David Dimbleby, watch how he used to do it. Frost, he were good and all. Bit of Michael Parkinson. So you're following them questions through. You joke about it, but. Do you know what? That's what you've got to do. You've got to be like a dog with a bone and okay. push them for an answer. And if you don't uh, get answer you want, push them a bit more. I mean, they've um, said that uh, Neil Collins will be there. I don't think he'll be f- fending off too many questions, to be honest, because at the minute, it's going to be all at the board, isn't it? Do you think yeah. Neil oh, Collins oh, will still be there by 4th of December? Yeah. Just, just yeah. out of interest? Yeah. Six in the league, six in yeah. the league. I know there's not a lot to cheer about, but we're still sixth, and that's ultimately. I don't think that's on the cards just yet. No, no. However, I I have had a look around in my bedroom. I can't find it, but there is a giant pink elephant in the room that we now need to discuss. Boys, three three draw at home to Horsham. We then take the full allocation on a Tuesday night to go with Horsham. In a half-decent first half, we score three goals. We then struggle in the second half, but we are over the moon, over the moon to beat a ninth-tier club such as Horsham. Only then to be told that we have been kicked out of the cup because we have fielded an ineligible player. Now, from what I can gather, Rule F, the players in the replay, any player that was ineligible in the original first fixture is ineligible automatically to play in the second fixture. So Marsh was a York player when we drew 3-3. Three, three. The ten even days though he didn't play, play, even though he didn't play for York, which don't matter, he didn't play for York no, when their cup tied weren't even on bench. No, he but he was registered to play for York. Correct. We've then called him back and registered him to play for Barnsley. 
and then fielded him, started him against Horsham at Horsham. Um, the word own goals has come a lot. That's a basic error, isn't it? That is. Where did most... you find that out, Carlo? Please. Where did you find out that? Did you look at um, I, I, I tell FA you what, website? Was it? Or... No, no. Yes, I tell no. you what. I tell you what. The club on the night we played Horsham, um, I I follow with we as the retro follow a lot of accounts. One of them that I always find really informative are the Barnsley Matchday Drinkers. It's a huge account. They put loads up. They posted. They posted on the starting sheet, didn't think Marshy would be eligible to play. And they explained why. There are little videos around on Twitter. If fans know... This is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It, we, you know, as normal working class, whatever, yeah. can look on, you know, internet. It's a wonderful thing, Google. I'm sure they've heard about it. You can go on FA website and all this sort of stuff. All right, you might have to troll through a load of crap. But if we can find out about it, surely to God, the people that are getting paid big books behind scenes at a League One football club, used to be a championship football club, once a premiership football club, how do they not know? How do they not know? Please tell me this. My mate at work, Sally, big shout out to Sal. I hope Sal she said, I Sal. How's it happen? How does it happen to a professional football club? It is madness, absolute madness, and it will and be investigated. Somebody should be getting bullet is what somebody should be getting. And then that's against the background of some of the points we've discussed earlier. So, Ian, who is ultimately responsible for that? Then I mean, I know we don't know the ins and outs, and I don't want to point fingers. Is that a club secretary? Is that the head coach, who you would presume is aware of the rules? Is that the player? Is that the CEO? It, who? Surely there's not a chain of command, you know. But somebody should have picked that up, surely, saying, hold on. Recalled Marsh, he, 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 he was a York player when we had Horsham here on the Friday night. He can't play. How many layers does that go through, even as a player? Marshy, you're playing. Well, I couldn't play first, like, could I? Okay. How I many? Who, 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 where are we pointing the fingers at? I wouldn't have thought the likes of the player and the manager would really know too much about that. The player's just going to, he's going to say, you picked great, I'm back, I'm playing. They're not going to know all the ins and outs of the FA laws. The manager's too busy prepping prepping the side, training and etc. So I kind of give them a bit of a side. I won't point the finger at them. It, like you say, well, it's a club secretary. There's somebody employed at each football club that deals with all the transfers and all the paperwork. All the amount of transfers we've had in and, in and out over the last few years and loanies coming in and stuff. They deal with all that paperwork constantly. Registering players, they must. That's it's their job to know it inside out. So that then they can say, right, uh, they can go to the playing side and go, sorry, they're not available or that, you know, they're cup tied, this, that, and the other. So somebody's role, permanent role, is registering players and linking in with the, the FIFA and, and, or FA or, or, or the Football League. And it's them who ultimately should know the rules inside and out. Collins is just, he's going to be too preoccupied with, with training and getting, and getting team ready. Um, looking at the plane side, it's not his job to know the FIFA rules inside and out. Um, it's, it's, <coughs> it's just a basic, basic error. You know, it's not like we don't 
loan players out. I mean, he's been loaned out how many times and come back? How many players yeah. do we have we loaned out this season? So you must know what the rules are and how your procedures and sort your paperwork out. And they go and do this. It, 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 I, I, when I read it, um, well, I heard it on the radio. <coughs> I know we talk about, you know, basic errors and, you know, you, somebody says something and about big news and we're waiting six months later. And it's sort of, it's not nice and it's not great, is it? But you know what? You can sort of say, ultimately, we're still six in the league. But let's talk about oh, the 500 yeah. fans that spend money <laughs> on a ticket, on a train ticket, maybe book some day time off. They went for Nafol. Yeah. Like, are they entitled to an apology? Are they entitled, not entitled, baby, but should the club do something? Say, listen, we've not got this. We're going to refund your travel and your thingy ticket. Yeah. Is, is there something the club can do besides not doing it again to appease some of those fans that say, hold on a minute, that day out cost me 100 quid mm. and you effed it up. If you, sometimes you see it, don't you? You, you play. It's a terrible performance. You lose 3-0 and they come out and say, we're going to refund everybody because that was... Now it's not on the playing side. It's somebody in an office that's not done the job. Mm. Should there be something similar be done, Steve? Because it's... I think so. I think so. I've seen quite a lot on Twitter today saying, you know, they should get the money back for, for having to go down there because, like you say, end of day, it were a waste of time. Absolute waste of time. Whether they had a good day out or not is immaterial. But a lot of people there would have booked a day off work or an afternoon off work, travel expenses, few beers, something to eat, etc. I bet you're talking best part of 100, 150 quid quite easily. Yeah. For absolutely nothing. For somebody, again, not doing the job correctly. And it is the simplest of things. It's got to be the simplest of things. It's what you get paid for. I made a mistake yeah. like that and I'd be out, I'd be out on my ass. Same as I'm sure Ian would be, and I'm sure you would be. Yeah. But it, it, you just it, it, you just can't carry on as it is. We've gone and go. sold out for Lincoln on Saturday. So they're getting the support. People are going and paying it and digging deep. The least they could do is turn around and say, right, even if it's like, right, the next match ticket, away ticket you get somewhere, we'll, we'll pay for the travel. Or something, you know, some gesture. We've made the balls up. And we'll, those who went to Horsham will reimburse you for, or we'll, the next game you go to, we'll pay for your travel or something. It goes a long way when there's a load of shite flying around the club at the minute. Mm-hmm. What a gesture yeah. that would be just to, to dip in the pockets a little bit. It might go a little way to actually, um, you know, thanking the lifeblood of the club. Because if the fans stop going, it, it cease to exist. Yeah. And I think the worry is that. Barnsley, traditionally, over the last X amount of years, has got a fantastic away following. And I think part of that is those that religiously travel with the club coaches, but your Manx Arms, your Hoyland Reds, your your Addersley Reds, you know, uh, the East Dean Reds, that fill two, three coaches at a time and people go. And behind the scenes, there are people that work at those clubs that sort the tickets out and the travel and the stops and, and, and everything else. They do that because they love the club. They love Barnsley Football Club. And, you know, all... There we are again. Then the FA fiasco at Horsham. At one point, if one of them says, it's not worth it, is it? Like, you know what I mean? They are, they are running our club. Because ultimately, 
it belongs to the town. They call themselves custodians, so we can, you know, we, we, we're not using any terms that are derogatory or anything. And um, there was good news, though, this week, lads. There was good news. We have progressed in the Bristol Street Motors Trophy. The draw is tomorrow before the um, Rotherham Leeds match, right? And Barnsley are in it. And we went through, despite losing 5 1 away at Bradford. Steve, reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I did watch it most of it if anybody deserves a refund it's them poor sods from Barnsley that actually went and had to watch I, I won't even say it were a football match because I just thought we back to I know some of the young kids were there uh, a couple of them are still bright sparks and I think we'll we'll go a long way um, but you looked at some of them players that are supposedly first team players, and you know I've all I, I've said up to now all season the likes of your Cosgroves and what have you, give them a chance. They're not getting service. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. And I've stuck up for them. I can't defend that on on Tuesday night. Cosgrove were absolute garbage. O'Keefe, I'm sorry, I still don't think there's a footballer in O'Keefe. Some of them players just did not put a shift in. Hats off to Bradford. They did. They were up for it. They really were up for it. And I know it were a change side. And did it mean anything at the time? Not particularly. Does it mean anything now? Well, it's only cup we're going to get out in. But you just look at it. Tactics, non-existent. One of their guys, I can't remember if it was their third goal or their fourth goal, Bradford guy ran straight through middle at pitch. Four of our players were around him. And, whoa, it's magic. He's come through all four and he's got ball at his feet. Bang, back at net. They were playing out of position. It was like watching kids on a Sunday morning. There were no tactics. There were no formation. Someone hadn't got a clue where they were playing. It was an absolute balls up from first whistle to end. I just... Up to now, for me, I'd give Col- I've given Collins a chance. But last few games, I don't see any tactics. I don't see anything that he can change by putting substitutes on because all he does is like for like. He can't change shape. I just don't know where we go from here. And I know we're 6th in league. I know <laughs> we are. But that's it. I'm getting, you, you know, you get you get people on Twitter saying, oh, you're always moaning, you know, but we're sixth in league. Yeah, we're sixth in league today. And I want to know where we're going to be in the next two or three weeks because where things are at minute, we ain't going to be sixth. I just no. don't see, I don't see any. And we've talked about it before. We talked about it last year. Identity. Where's that identity gone? But I'm not just throwing it all at Collins. Some of them players, not just on Tuesday night, but match before, proper first-team players, they need to have a long, hard look at the sense because people are paying out good money to watch shit, and that's what it is. That's what we're getting. Well, I was thinking I was thinking that the next few matches are massive because there is a little bit of a tide turning online, and I know sometimes that can be a little bit skewed with to what the fan base really do think. Well, there's a few moaning at Collins, and we we said it last week. Some some of the blame lies with the players. Some blame, like you've just said, Steve at, at Collins. 
But the next few games are going to be whether people forget about if, if we have a, a pick up and have a decent run, we'll forget about the Bradford game. It'll be, mm. it'll be, it'll, nobody will remember it. Yeah. We trip up at, at Lincoln, which is very likely. We got Wickham at home, and then we got a massive run of games then through Christmas. <clears throat> If we're in a bit of a sticky patch then and it, and it really is tailing off, then that Bradford result will be at the top of the list with yeah. all the others, won't it? Yeah. Whereas if they win 3-0 at Lincoln on Saturday, you'll forget about Bradford. We get beat 3-0, Bradford's up there, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and, and it's, it's not easy, is it? Lincoln, <clears throat> OK, they've played a couple of games more than us. They're only a point behind. They're clearly you know, doing well in ninth, I believe, there. The following is there again, though. Like, and, and, and it's down to those players and that head coach and his team of coaches now, isn't it? Because the fans are still backing them. They, and I know Lincoln's not far, but they've sold out. And that's all that matters. They've sold out. It's, it, listen, it's not a do or die match because we keep saying we are sixth in the league. But is it fair to say that the fans deserve to see um, the creation of an identity? What we saw in November last year under Michael Duff when things started gelling together because we now don't have the excuses. Luke O'Connell is now back. We said he was a big miss. He is now back. You know, he's, he's playing. He's starting. Casper um, Lopate is the only one that's still really injured that you can maybe say as a key player is missing. Is it now, is it crunch time maybe coming up now for Mr Collins to get the results and the performance? Because I don't mind performing really well and narrowing losing 1-0. Well, it's the you, performance. You look at the table now, and we keep banging on with sixth, but we're joint with Derby in seventh, joint with Blackpool in eighth, and Lincoln, if they beat us, are only one behind us in ninth. There's a bit of a gap then to Bristol Rovers, so we're four clear of Bristol Rovers. So you could argue that probably the top eight, maybe long-term, top eight, the Blackpool, they're the top eight who are going to be in the mix. We could be out of that top eight. We could, we, we, we'll by Saturday at five o'clock. And we could be getting left behind. Um, and we've yet, in the next run of fixtures, we have Peterborough away over Christmas. We've got Stevenage to come. Um, and we've not, like I said last week, we've not touched any of them teams in top eight. We've got beat quite comfortably in most of them games. So it has this talk of top six. We, we could be ninth at five o'clock on Friday, with a, on Saturday with a stinking performance. So it could go. It, it's coming to a bit of a tipping point. If I hope it turns it around, and I hope we go and win comfortably at Lincoln. But it it, it really is a tipping point, into I think potentially certainly with the run of fixtures now. It 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 feels very much like me that we we started a bit like a Formula One race. We were quick off the grid and first around that corner, and we've we we've been stuck in second or third gear. And I'm now waiting to hit that next. Because traditionally, the teams that are doing really well towards the end of the season is those that make that slow climb up and then, you know, have that final little like like, like we did last year. I think the thing is, though, now, mate, we need a better car. Yeah. If you, if you want to use Formula One analogy, I think we need a better car or some yeah, better tyres on it. Red Bull, because that gives you wings. Uh, listen, there's um, a lot of fans that eventually got their shirt after months of waiting with names of players on their back. Uh, the custodians of the club have been in, in they've been in charge for a while. We've had good times and, and we've had bad times. But the logo of the club is Spectamo Agendo, and that's judges by our actions. And I suppose on Saturday, that's a message to the players, that's a message to the head coach. 
And that's a message to the custodians of our club, isn't it? Because if we have to judge them on their actions, some might get away with a narrow pass, but others in GCSE terms are on the way to fail, aren't they? So, um, big match coming up. We'll be back next week, hopefully talking about smashing Lincoln City 5-0 on a Saturday afternoon. Well, I hope so, because Jed's going down. My mate Jed from Gober Tap, he's going (laughs) 7 o'clock. They're setting off at 7 o'clock. Who sets off at 7 o'clock to go to Lincoln? It's only 20 minutes down road. Absolutely pissed off his head. Covered in piss, he'll be. Unbelievable. Is he walking? Is he walking? I don't think so, no. <laughs> um, don't forget, at home uh, on, on, on Tuesday as well, we will uh, reassemble next week and, and let's have a look. Let's have a look then at what the table looks like. But more important, because I know people talk about sixth in the league, it's about performance because the performance will normally tell you are we capable or better or have we hit you know, where we are. Uh, but there's more to be done. And there's improvements to be made. Let's see if we can talk about them next week on the Reds Report. As always, thank you, Reds Report Ian and Steve at the Gorba Tap. Other taps are available. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, but they're not as good, though, are they? They're not as good, let's be honest. <laughs> no, but I like the one that's three and one. you got boiling water. No, that's a different tap. Anyway, we'll be back next week. We are proud to be part of the TalkSport Fans Network. You have been listening to the Reds Report. Until next week, you Reds. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.